all got ups and downs Because the world's intense How could you find out what to pair with your life events? A cocktail will never fail to provide a lift Just raise a glass with your friends and let's drink about it You are listening to Let's Drink About It, the show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. I am your host, Christopher Bowman. I'm your host, Lizzie Bartelt. And I am your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. Woo! What's up, guys? Yeah. It's a beautiful, sunny day in both of our cities. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little colder. This is our second successful recording in uh, as many weeks, which uh, has been a rarity as of late. It's also a rare weekday record. Yeah. I feel like we've been doing a lot of weekends, which has been good. I'm living for the weekend. Right. Yeah. Lizzie works on weekends. I so. do work on weekends. No, no fair to her that we. <laughs> this is my default. weekend, basically. Yeah. Well, well, I'm going to work right after we record, so hopefully yeah, this alcohol sucks any motivation I have to do uh, work uh, right out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Drag my ass to my job. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I always think that one stiff drink before you have to be on your feet doing hard work for <laughs> yeah. several hours is. Uh, Good yeah. practice. Yeah, I mean, I figure, you know, yeah, a drink before a minimum of 10 hours of, run, like, running <laughs> around uh, <laughs> and serving the public is, uh, I, hey, I deserve it, you know? Yeah, treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Take yep. care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of tempted to bring up Lizzie's tattoo. Okay. Because <laughs> that was off to. air when we talked about it. Yeah, it was. Last week, right? It was. Like what to see this, this, this is a tattoo that's now podcast famous, but we have not addressed it on our podcast. On our podcast, yeah. So this is my 10th year with the Container Store. Um, <laughs> I basically went in to uh, get a closet from them 10 years ago, maybe a little longer ago, and uh, ended up with a job like a month later and have never <laughs> left. <laughs> um, I had studied, you know... Uh, Oh, wow. Fashion merchandising. And uh, so it was a good fit. But um, Mm. yeah, I've been with them for 10 years. And I love organizing and I love containers. So it's like a solid fit. Yeah, uh, totally. For somebody with your enthusiasms. Yeah. So when somebody posted fan art for this kind of joke from the Jordan Jesse Go podcast that included... A piece of food storage and then tuppies, which is what Jordan Morris decided uh, food storage should be called as a, you know, a cutesy name for Tupperware. And of course, the fans, we love it. Uh-huh. Some people I think are against it. They're wrong. Yeah. And uh, and I, I took the piece of fan art to a tattoo store. Tattoo store? A tattoo shop. <laughs> Casa, Casa de Tattoo? <laughs> Here in Greenpoint. It's actually called Greenpoint Tattoo Company. Is that the and, one on Meserol? Um, yeah. yeah. We walked by that place uh, when we first moved here. We yeah. were like halfway down the block and it was like at night and it was lit up and Rachel was like, oh, what's that cute place? And yeah. she was like thinking we were about to see some little bistro. <laughs> yeah. And we got up to it and it was a tattoo place and she's like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool little space. It's a very, very cool piece of uh, piece of property that they have. Yeah. It used to be Fred Flair. I don't, mm. Do you remember this? They were an online retailer and they decided to have like a little brick and mortar shop. A um, little and, pop up. Yeah. And sadly it wasn't successful and they left before I moved over here, but the right. tattoo shop's been there since then. So it's been a while. It's a great looking store. 
Yeah. Um, and the, the guy who owns it, his name is John Reardon. He did the tattoo. He did he a was, great job. It yeah, he did awesome. an awesome job. job. It's, it's a good tattoo. So yeah. there was a fan that kind of came up with the art. Yeah. And this is a little bit modified from... It is. I took it into him and told him like where I wanted it and like what the, you know goal was and <laughs> he was completely unfazed he didn't ask about it at all he barely asked about what I did for a living he just kind of like designed it and did it which I thought was really professional yeah <laughs> but also a little unsettling like I wanted him to at least wonder why I would get this on my body <laughs> you know you got to figure what this guy tattoos on people's bodies most of the time you know they're right. putting, like you know he's putting a Georgetown bulldog or Yosemite fucking Sam or something, you know <laughs> It's like those are like pretty, you know, uh, yeah. you know, Calvin pretty. pissing on a Camaro. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the thing is that made me feel good about it is that he didn't refuse to do it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, if I had taken him Calvin pissing on a Camaro, he might have said, I'm not doing this tattoo. You'll need to find a different shop. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, but he thought this was cool. So maybe uh, maybe the placement, if you would have like said, can I get this Tuppy's tattoo on my cheek? And he would have been, listen, first of all, I don't know what Tuppy's is, and I don't feel comfortable doing it there. I don't feel comfortable with that word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's it's been pretty divisive from what I've heard. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Somebody, like, a lot of people like it. A lot of people are shocked by it. Pretty much, like, I mean, I've been listening to that show for probably the same amount of time, like 10 years, I think they've been doing it. So um, it was a it was a good uh, marker of that time frame. And I I know a lot of people in that group of fans. So people who've known me IRL (laughs) think it's awesome. And I think people who don't know me think I'm crazy for having done it. So you're saying you're saying the tattoo has been divisive or the term or both? Both, probably. Okay. I think more the tattoo than the term. <laughs> right. Well, yes, I think they were saying that some people think of it as like the word moist, where it oh, sounds yeah. gross oh, to people. Yeah, okay. All right, look, if you're getting moist tattooed in your body, I have a problem. Tuffies, <laughs> I think, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fun. I, I mean, obviously, I have moist. some tattoos with a sense of humor, and it continues that theme, so. Yeah, So it perfect. was nice. It's a uh, beauty. Jesse Thorne offered to pay for it. Whoa. And I couldn't, in good conscience, let him do it. Um, <laughs> I flirted with the idea of it, but I, I finally told Daniel at Max Fund headquarters, you know, feel free to donate that money. Send me a shirt, because they made shirts with the original fan art. But um, I just, I can't, in good conscience, take Jesse's money for a tattoo. <laughs> There's a new baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that money, like, let's put it towards something good, you know? Hopefully they'll donate it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan has been on this program a couple of times and yeah. Jesse has as well. And, uh, Maximum Fun has been very generous in, uh, letting us record in their studio yeah. uh, Numerous a few times. times. And, uh, I just, we uh, love those guys. Great I set of it, podcasts over there. I think it's been a couple of years since, uh, uh, our friend and, uh, logo designer, Paul Watling has been on the show and it just popped up in my Facebook feed, you know, two year two years ago, this photo was taken. It was us at Max Fun headquarters recording. So it was a nice photo too. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, it'd be good to have Paul back on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Gotta do that. What's up, Paul? <laughs> Holler at your boy. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, what do you guys say we get into the life event portion of the program? Yeah, we have a real life event this week, not just a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Life events. I was uh, feeling a little overdue for a life event. 
Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I went away uh, last weekend and did some wine tastings. Ooh la la. Ooh. And uh, this was the... F- First time I think I've ever done that, like where you go to the winery and you yeah. get a whole bunch of different wines to taste, and uh, that is my life event. Cool. I need a drink for that, guys. Ooh. I bet we have some good ones. <laughs> Here go the recipes. So what what uh what are you gonna make with your wine? So theme. I tasted a bunch of Pinot Noirs, uh, one of the one of the popular wines nowadays. Um, and I didn't find like a Pinot specific cocktail, but I did find a tiki cocktail that called for red wine. And I was like, well, you know, like I got to keep the streak going, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love the running gag of you love a tiki drink. (laughs) Yeah. It's not Um, really a gag. It's legit. No, it's not a gag. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of podcasts on which we've come up on. Uh, our buddy Chris got uh, mentioned on uh, on Stop Podcasting Yourself last week. Hey, that's, that's right. Me. And uh, before we started recording, Lizzie observed that they spent a lot of the time talking about how they hate rum on that show. And then <laughs> but every drink they us. had was <laughs> was a rum drink. Yeah, well, we... What we gives, was, Dave? We, we sort of sat and looked at the menu and... and uh, I think Dave mentioned he was talking about like the bowl, like the you know usually oh the scorpion. Yeah. yeah, there's a few bowls that they offer at this uh, this. Uh, I guess it's now a chain bar. It's only a couple of locations, but huh. um, the shameful tiki. It's called. There's one in my very neighborhood, and I've only been in it once, Whoa. so it's a little bit embarrassing. I, I should. But like the guy said, you can only drink two or three drinks here, and then we legally cannot serve you anymore. Right. <laughs> so like you know, take your time, kind of thing. But yeah, um, that's fun. Yeah, that was a fun little visit. Um, Good. So I'll be drinking a twist on a Mai Tai called a wine tie. Love it. Uh, Three ounces of red wine, in my case, Pinot Noir. An ounce of aged rum. A quarter ounce of orange liqueur. A half ounce of orgeat. Take a shot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is a stir the ingredients with ice in the rocks glass until they're chilled and garnish with a lime wedge and a mint sprig. Nice. Delish. Lizzie, what about you, you Chris? Oh, okay, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be drinking something called El Drac. Um, it's uh, basically, I think it's it's a, a, a twist on a, a mojito. Uh, it's five Ooh. ounces of dry white wine, uh, Ooh. one tablespoon of chopped fresh ginger, one uh, teaspoon of sugar, six to eight mint leaves, and ice. So you're going to muddle the ginger and sugar in the bottom of a cocktail shaker, add the mint, ice, and white wine, and shake well. Pour into a rocks glass unstrained. Damn, that sounds great. Um, my, my, Refreshing. Yeah, for sure. My experience with muddling dry ingredients uh, isn't, like, super successful. I don't know. Like, I usually you have, like, a little simple syrup in there to sort of, you know, help break things down a little bit. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Macerate. Uh, I did a Macerate. lot of research on muddling for a video series I shot last year. Mm-hmm. And the general... Uh, uh, recommendation that I took away from a lot of reading was that muddling is not meant to completely destroy the thing unless okay. they specifically say that. Like in a julep, sometimes they'll say like make the mint into pulp. You okay, know? right. But uh, typically, you're not really supposed to put that much English on it. You're just kind okay. of expressing some some surface oils. Okay, and that's all. You, that's all you need to do. So it's not like uh, I don't know. 
That, so, so, so not having a liquid thing in there is probably okay. It's okay. Yeah, because, I mean, with a mojito, you're You'll putting in do. simple syrup with your mint, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. But this is just calling for dry uh, dry ingredients, just a dry sugar. So, mm-hmm. um, But I'm going to be able to tell you guys real soon how it went. Okay. Great. Lizzie, how about you? What are you doing? I'm going to be drinking a drink called the Stargazer. It's two ounces of Chardonnay, one ounce of dark rum, half an ounce of vanilla bean syrup, half an ounce of pineapple juice, combined ingredients in a cocktail shaker filled with ice, shake and strain into a glass, garnish with a lime wedge. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds delish. I cheated a little bit with my vanilla syrup. I have vanilla that I made with tequila Mm -hmm. um, and just squirted that into some simple syrup. (laughs) But Uh, it tastes delicious. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Um, That's fun because it seems like kind of not super different from the one I'm making, but with a a white wine instead of a red wine. So be cool to cool to trade sips on those yeah i also Guys. found um a bag of key limes Whoa. for a dollar this week dang so i made note to go back and get it after work because i saw it at like you know five in the morning and went back got it have been looking at them you didn't want to be that person that buying key limes yeah. at 5 a.m no, i don't really want to like take key limes to work and back <laughs> um it would be really nice to trade sips you guys Mm. I know. Forever jealous. I'll pour some into the well, keyboard of my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> travel down the Google. That's Hangout. how that works. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's go make them. Let's do it. Do it. Make those drinks. Cheers. 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 Charging my. Everybody's phone. got a nice garnish on this one, or a. Yeah, mm. it's nothing like nice last veg. episode, which had bullshit garnishes. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Oh, I like your cubes. You know, I am realizing I didn't really give this an honest stir. I mean, I did a little bit, but <laughs> I don't think I'm getting the full effect because I can see some something that looks like orgeat down there at the bottom. Swirling away, away its little... Yeah. I'm destroying my garnish for the swirliness of the drink. Mm. What do you think, Chris? Well, this is, uh, uh, it's pretty nice. It's, it's beautiful. It's, um, you know, uh, I think it'd be uh, a well-sipped drink in the summertime. I mean, ginger is, I guess, typically seasonally fall or uh, maybe, I don't know, is ginger just like fall and winter? Or is it like, is there ginger, summery ginger I feel like, drinks? I feel like in... In drinks, it seems more summery, but then like you sometimes have it in like a baked good, and that seems more wintry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then it's you like know, a it's, lemon ginger. That's kind of springy. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine in the summer. I mean, the mint and the the, the white wine is obviously uh, really bright. You know. Yeah. I guess so is the ginger, but yeah, it's a nice nice combination actually. A very, I mean, it sounded good on paper, and here it is, nice in the glass. Yeah, I'm gonna say same as these for mine. It's um, I was a little surprised that there was a, a citrus juice element in the mm-hmm. recipe because yeah. that's like a big part of a mai tai. But it actually like I think the the wine is like acidic enough to do that job, and 
it has, you know, like wine has its own, its own whole thing. So there's yeah. like a lot of flavor complexity that's coming from that, that it, uh, it's its own distinct drink, but it's, um, a cool cousin to the Mai Tai, I would say. Yeah. How about you, Lizzie? Mine is good though. I think the wine mellows it out. It's not super sweet, which yeah. is kind of nice. I think that would make it very drinkable too. Wine, a wine cooler <laughs> is, a, <laughs> is a nice drink, I guess. Yeah. They've been unfairly maligned by misogyny. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Bartles and James. So how did, um, how did this trip to the winery go? It was great. Um, we went to two different wineries. Uh, they were, we were on the North Fork of Long Island. So we went to one that was called Bedell. Okay. The other one was called Shin. And these are both like pretty widely available. And Bedell has the distinction of being the first American winery to be served at an inaugural uh, presidential function Hmm. uh, in 2012 when Obama was reelected. They served it at like the inaugural luncheon. Cool. (laughs) And and so like they have like... What an award. Yeah, they have like the menu from the luncheon like hanging in in, uh, one of the rooms. But, um, you know, it was like... I was just going to say, was, what an award and what a time to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is February when we're recording this, yeah. so it wasn't like the estate was in full swing or anything. Like sure. The vines were just sticks poking out of the ground <laughs> in regular mm. uh, rows and columns. But um, uh, we tried, I think, like four or five things at each place, yeah. and I feel like in just those two sittings, I learned a bunch of things about wine that I've been like too dumb not to know, I guess. I mean, and I I guess I have that experience anytime I go to like a place that makes something. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Learning how it's made. Um, Like I had never really thought about like the fact that wine is aged and like obviously it is like you associate the wine Wine barrel barrel. (laughs) as like this strong image, but um. You know, like, I feel like I can look at a bottle of liquor and be like, oh, this has clearly been aged because it's, like, dark brown. Right. <laughs> uh, whereas wine, that it's a little less evident. And the one thing I learned is that, like, the type of barrel has a big influence on the flavor of the wine. Like, the barrel is almost like its own... Uh, ingredient. Ingredient, in a mm. weird way. Right. So, like, if it's French oak, that will impart, like, a bunch of, like, spiciness and oakiness. And if it's neutral oak, then it'll be, like, more about what the grape tastes like. Um, so, I I didn't... I guess I did not not know that, but I'd never really, like, thought about it. And, right. And had, like, somebody, you know, give me two glasses of wine that were both, you know, white wine and... Like be be able to kind of like observe the difference, like right there. It was it was very. It's kind of um, cool when you can do that with the winery that has like the same wine aged differently, mm -hmm. or you know this one's slightly different in this way. I've enjoyed doing that. When you mentioned that you had never been to a wine tasting before, I thought, oh, I haven't really done that either. But it's not true. I've actually been out on Long Island doing the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) So. I mean, like the I think the wineries out there are like kind of um, just coming into their own from the sense I get like they've been there for a while but uh you know we're never given the kind of um they don't have the clout of like California wine Napa yeah so um which I mean Napa had to like fight really hard for right so I think that 
uh, Long Island is starting to do that. And um, I don't know. I just I learned a lot. Like I um, I think if you're like into this stuff and you like have an opportunity to go to like a brewery tour or a distillery tour or a winery tour, like uh, check it out because it's um, I was surprised at some of the stuff that I didn't realize yeah. about about it and i feel like i uh will enjoy wine more now than i nice. did in the past because i like you know like if i go into a wine shop i can be like oh what kind of barrels was this aged in yeah. and that will like have a like the answer to that will be meaningful to me in a way right. that it would never have been before i i cool. you know it's uh <laughs> I, I've done a couple of wine tours. Uh, one in Malibu, which was really fun because the weather is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like... Uh, With and, Barbie and Ken. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and the other was in Colmar or through like Alsace. Alsace? Is that how you say it? In France? Mm. And, uh, Alsace. Alsace. Yeah. Driving through. And I mean, it's, you know... That's cool. It's fascinating. Um, and yeah, you learn a lot. And But there, I find like... I don't know. I also really like to read the articles where like science proves that you can't, you know, tell <laughs> difference, you know, like they, they put uh, sommeliers up to the test and like they invariably fail. You know, I just kind of think it's it, there's a fine line. And I mean, whether it's true or not, I don't know. It's just kind of I think I like the comedy of, of like how some people take it so seriously, you know. Right. But I feel like you can do the same thing with liquor oh anything yeah. anything and, any, anything you know yeah absolutely i mean i think you can take a you can take it just whatever is that just I, liqueurs, that, yeah. I mean but that's sort of instructive i mean i think that what is true about wine in that like thing that you know you can't necessarily tell what it is without information about it mm-hmm. is very true of of spirits and yeah, yeah. i think that the like that's sort of like you know tossed around as like oh like how how silly that anybody would care about it but i do think that like i it's meaningful to me you know like the narrative about something yeah is is as big a part of it you know like like with mezcal you know like if i can a lot of narrative there if if i can like have somebody like pour me a little bit of it and tell me like Mm -hmm. okay like this is from a village in oaxaca that's like the like they're whole village's economy is based around this yeah thing One that they're making yeah. you know like I, just tell me like some tell me a little story totally like, i mean I, it, I just want to be clear like i'm not saying it's all bullshit i'm saying like i think it's funny where you yeah know, you, you well go, i mean like i, I do like because wine story. is so multivarious like you go yeah. into a restaurant yeah. and you say like give me some malbec or whatever and it's like you know, like, I don't know one Malbec from another. Right. <laughs> and, like, I don't think that, generally speaking, anybody cares enough to, like, tell the story about it in the, in the restaurant. But, like, having that experience in the winery yeah, made absolutely. it so much so much more uh, memorable. I think that's, uh, th- that's, it's happening, you know, more and more with beers, too, you know. I mean, totally. Spending yes. time in Vancouver and they, you know, I, I kind of, I was so curious, like, what, I, I don't know if I mentioned this recently, but you know, what's going on out here with the breweries? Like, I mean, they've got the tap rooms and you can kind of, you know, see it. And they, there's very, various like layouts of these places. Just a lot of thought put into yeah. to, to the way things uh, are displayed and, and presented. And, um, 
you know, and it's true of, you know, like the hops and, and, and the way beers are made. I mean, it's absolutely true. I, I really do. Uh, I, I do like it. But I, I was told that Vancouver just wants to be Portland and that's why they uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like Toronto suffered wanting to be New York for a long time and realized that they were never going to be there. <laughs> I like Vancouver could be like the sexy Portland. Yeah. You think? The friendly Portland. Yeah. Uh, I was really like blown away. Uh, when I went to Vancouver a couple of years ago, and how good-looking just everybody was. <laughs> like, the average attractiveness of all people there seems to be just, like, a very high situation. I think, like, there's a... Man, gotta get to Vancouver. There's yeah. also, like, a, a fitness level to Vancouver, you know? Like, people oh, just yeah, because everybody's, outside. like, kayaking all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, uh, I've also heard that that's because there's not much else to do there. Ah. Uh. <laughs> But well, uh, I it's, believe it's, it's like the birthplace of athleisure. Mm. Athleisure. Which I've is one of my heard. favorite fashions. <laughs> athleisure. That's a fashion term. I have never, I don't think I've ever heard that. You know how everybody wears yeah. black yeah. stretch pants now? Yeah. And like, and that like are supposed that to be for marsh- exercising, but they're not exercising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twice in one night, I heard people say that, you know, Vancouver doesn't have much going on because it's, it's so pretty, it doesn't have to try. You know? Well, that's not true. I mean, I know, I know. It's like, I just thought it was so funny. <laughs> like, that there's, there's so like, much going on. There's just like, like people just generally, people from Vancouver telling me that it's like, yeah, it's just such a pretty place that, you know, they relies on its looks. I'm like, oh man, that's, <laughs> that's harsh. Now, Chris, why is Vancouver on your mind? Well, I kind of, I kind of, I made the decision yesterday that I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there at least till the end of the year. Uh, wow. So exciting. That's a big decision, man. Uh, yeah, it's a big decision. He has to I... add to the attractiveness of the city. <laughs> yeah, you're going well, to bring up an already high average. Exactly. I, was, I was thinking uh, I'm going to like do my best to wind back the uh, average fitness of the people out there because <laughs> okay. I'm so out of shape. Um, but uh, yeah, I kinda, I, 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 I'm going to go out there and try and... Um, I've got a couple of things I want to do out there and... Um, I'll give myself to the end of the year. So within by mid-April, I should be recording in Vancouver. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. And this is actually you Stay guys are the, for a life event. You guys are the first official like people I've told. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, here it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, hopefully that means we get the uh, fellows from Stop Podcasting yourself and the ladies from Retail Nightmares on more often. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, Meeting at the mines. Uh huh. Yep. I love it. Uh, so, I mean, so how did your, uh, um, how does your drink pair with your, your, your winery experience? Uh, I, I think it would be a nice way to end a winery trip. Cause the one thing, so I was there with Rachel, my lovely wife and we, the way we did it was you, it's like, you know, 15 or 20 bucks and you get to try four or five right. things and they're giving you kind of light pours, you know, they're not filling the glass or anything, but you know, by the end, we we were sharing our flights. So mm-hmm. uh, by the end, I was like, yeah, like I wouldn't want to drive after doing one of those right. by myself. I mean, they give you like the spit bucket, but give me a break. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they give me a cot? Because I'll just be sleeping it <laughs> Yeah. So, one of the ones I went to had like a coal fire pizza place out back and whoa. you could stay and listen to live music and there you go. Really go nuts. Mm. Yeah. Um, Nap out by the pizza. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we like, I think we did one in kind of the morning and we had lunch and then we did one more yeah. later. And I, that was spaced out enough that I didn't get uh, didn't get tipsy or anything. But um, 
I, I was like, you know, when you kind of like break the seal on drinking, it's like, uh, yeah, I would like to happened. have another drink, but I may not because yeah. we drove here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I think like getting home and having, having one of these would be really nice. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a sipper. It seems really gentle because it's like ice and wine, which right. makes it not like aggressively alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, might be a nice way to like coast into the afternoon. Yeah. After some wine tasting. I like the meeting of the minds of enjoying your your wine tasting and also enjoying cocktails. And now yeah. you have... And you could like pick up a bottle at a, at a nice wine. discount and bring it home and start mixing things Yeah, exactly. It. Much uh, to the horror of the winer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, are uh, we going to get a lot of uh, angry comments about mail. this? Like the um, <laughs> scotch drinks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People really don't like people that mix scotch. <laughs> I will say uh, this about this this beverage here. Um, it starts out really like it tastes a lot like wine. You know, you get a bit of like a, a mint on the nose, but then the sure. further you get into this drink, man, does ginger just like announce itself? <laughs> <laughs> Makes its presence known. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Lizzie, how about you? Yeah, I think it's good. good I, th- I think mine is more cocktaily than. The iced down ones you guys have, yeah. But I think for I sure. think it's nice. I think um, you know if you have a a big bottle of wine at home and you want to have a glass or two, but then another day you don't want to keep drinking wine. It's a nice way to use up the wine. Yeah, you know, it'd be a good one while while cooking. I did not make this on ice, but I think it would be good on ice. Mm. Um, yeah, we were talking a little bit while we were mixing how a tiki drink. Often, like yeah. despite whatever the recipe says, can go either way. Sure. Um, obviously, not like a zombie where you're putting like 14 right. ounces of shit <laughs> into it. You need that ice. The uh, yeah, you need the ice, and also the uh, the coop is not going to have enough capacity. Right. <laughs> um, big old ice in there. I forgot that um, you know ginger holds a bit of uh, ginger holds liquid, so it's not actually a dry muddle, to be honest. Oh, yeah. There you go. And also, it's the name of my book coming out, Ginger Holds Liquid, the Chris Bowman story. (laughs) (laughs) We'll read. (laughs) Pre-order now on Amazon. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, we have a call here. What do you say we give give her a listen? Let's do it. Hey guys, it's Rory. Hope you're all doing well. Yay! I just recorded the first episode of my podcast and I'm already having a technical nightmare. Oh, no. I had a drink for that. Thanks. <laughs> Good old Hi, Rory. Dude. I would say that almost every drink we've ever done can be paired with a technical nightmare of doing a podcast because that's how we've experienced all of them. Us too. Um, man, uh, do we have any suggestions for this? I did. I. I've been completely slammed with work, so I didn't have time to do Oh, we're like, doing it on the fly again. Research. Uh, I, I like the on the fly. Anna, by the way, not to take away from Rory's time, but Anna did decide on a drink. Oh, cool. From um, uh, from last episode. Yes. We, uh, we were coming up with airplane-friendly drinks to, to have on the way to Vegas, right? Yes. She chose one called the Elvis, which is gin, grapefruit juice, elderflower liqueur, topped with a splash of IPA. Hmm. Oh, nice. She's very excited, made it more excited for the trip. I like it. Which is great. The IPA cocktail. Um, yeah. Okay, so technical difficulty with recording a podcast. 
I mean, I, I just, I'm, I forever will want to give Rory our hangover cure. <laughs> the Aww. egg and Tabasco and ketchup, but I wouldn't do that. That is the so only, gross. The only person yeah. that, that would actually uh, test it out. <laughs> yep, he, yep, yep. He's, he's his, a uh, hangover review pod, uh, YouTube show. Yeah, yep. I can't believe you ate that or drank <laughs> that or whatever that. Yeah. Gross. Unclear what the, uh, <laughs> whether, it's, so, whether that's something you eat or drink. If you're having difficulties, do you want to make an easy cocktail or a difficult cocktail to really distract you from the, the disappointment of that's, the difficulties? That's the, that's the question. That is that the question. Is the question. Uh, I think, yeah, you don't want to give yourself too many opportunities to screw it up, I don't think. So, you know, you probably want to do like a limited number of steps and or ingredients. Uh, so what you're saying is you want me to find another listicle on cosmopolitan.com. <laughs> That's exactly what I want you to do. They have, I believe, a whole cocktail section. Um, now I'm having a hard time. There we go. Food and cocktails. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, uh, and toss one out. Take here. a stab. Yeah, what do you got? Um, both because Rory hails from Scotland and because... Uh, we're we're thinking an easy drink. Um, there's a drink called the Godfather that I don't believe we've done on the show, which is like a dab of amaretto and scotch on ice. Oh, that's so, so good. So Whoa. it's just it's like it's like basically like pour yourself some scotch and like a drop of amaretto. Give it a little little quick stir. Yes, drink that to blend. Um, and uh, I think that like. There are different recipes that are like, oh, you need at least a quarter ounce of amaretto. But most of the most of the people I know that drink that drink are like, go go real easy on it. It's just there to be a, a little counterpoint to the scotch. I mean, Rory, you know, you are strictly limited as to how many scotches you can get where you are. So, <laughs> right, uh, it's, uh, it's slim pickings over there. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Think. I think, think we're coming to I the think end. that's official. Yeah. We've got a we've got an episode in the timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so what what do we need to tell the people? We need to tell the people to follow at Drink About It on Twitter. We need to tell them to go to Let's Drink About That It the website. We need to tell them to go to the Facebook Let's Drink About It and it. the Instagram. Probably last and most important, the Instagram, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's where we've got like the photos and drink recipes going up all the time. Um, it's a good little archive to go through. Going through the back catalog, lots of uh, lots of drinks that we've done on the show previously. Um, Some give good us, ones coming up this week. Yeah, Lizzie, give it, Lizzie, keep up the good work, Lizzie. Thank you. What do you say you go over to iTunes and leave a nice review? That's mm, how I people like find Please. the show. If this is, uh, you know, I, I usually find the best way to welcome someone is at the very end of something. So if this is your first time listening. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, give us give us a little uh, review on iTunes. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow Chris, you can follow him at Chris B. Chicken. And Lizzie is at Lizzie Bartelt. And Benjamin at Benjamin A.H.R. You can, uh, we should thank Graham Walsh and Jamal Richardson, who made the music and singing of our <laughs> of our show. Thank you. They made the singing. And thank you. Paul Watling, who made our art. And thank with that, Paul. we'll be back at you next time with another life event and many cocktails that go perfectly with it. Later, potato. Don't choke on your rum and coke. 
Happy, happy days, days. Happy, happy days. Hey, happy, it's a happy song. days, days. Happy, happy days. <laughs> <laughs>